Next on Making Sense of the Madness, we will dissect today's bizarre news headlines with Dwayne Cates. We're going to question the mainstream narrative and expose media propaganda right now. Well, Dwayne Cates is a prolific Substack writer and political thinker. Thanks for joining the show again, Dwayne. I uh, wanted to get your thoughts on this solidifying Russian-Chinese alliance. I just saw a headline today in the Gateway Pundit that uh, China may be donating or helping out or selling Chinese military equipment in the conflict in Ukraine. If anything else, just to test it out and see if the stuff works. What, what are your thoughts on that? Um. I'm thinking this is all predicated on something that has already happened. Maybe they're not telling us this has happened yet, but uh, the notion of the idea that, that, you know, Biden and NATO were warning, giving a very strict warning, you know, a strongly worded letter to President Xi and the Chinese not to uh, align themselves even more closely with uh, the Russian Federation and Putin than they already are is kind of redundant and it it seems to me that that looking at the the entirety of this entire Russo Ukrainian conflict that this has been this has been trouble that's been brewing for almost fifty years. Uh, it really got exacerbated in twenty fourteen with the what they call the Maidan color revolution, where in essence the uh, the pro Russian government that that was there, and some people could say that that maybe there was a questionable election. But what happened with the Maidan uh, color revolution was definitely a coup uh, that this has exacerbated the problem dramatically that was under Obama. And then when Trump came in and and tried to resolve it, uh, I, I still believe if Trump had won that second term, and he may be circling back to the White House for that second term, I'm really hoping for that. But But during that second term, Putin basically lay fallow and didn't do anything. Uh, so at this point, it's clear to me that China and, and Russia are already aligned. So in essence, they're saying, don't do the thing you've already done or you'll precipitate World War III. I think it's clear to me, I guess the roundabout way of what I've been uh, explaining is that Biden and NATO want war and they want basically to diminish and, and crush the Soviet Union. That's what they've been aligning to do. Uh, so by by stating to to uh, China don't you know and Russia don't don't get don't get in bed together, it's in essence they've already they're already in bed together. So I think they're saying right. don't don't provide actual weapons when it's clear that the Chinese are actually providing support to Putin and have been all along since the 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 launch right. of this operation back in February of last year. Yeah, China's already had their back in the UN Security Council uh, when they've been presenting the whole issue with the bioweapons bio in, in Ukraine. Uh, China's you know, certainly been an economic partner. And uh, maybe Biden, the Biden regime is creating a red line, hoping that they'll cross it so that they can uh, have that war that they want. Uh, I'm not sure how to read that, but I did see another headline that Iran is threatening to assassinate Trump and Pompeo. And I thought that was an interesting choice of who they wanted to assassinate because you've got the Chinese uh, influencing Iran, providing billions of dollars of infrastructure money. And um, Pompeo is a big guy, the uh, pro-Taiwan guy, uh, anti-CCP guy. So I thought that was interesting. Any thoughts on Iran being a Chinese proxy? Um, Iran uh, is clearly in the opposite camp of anything the, the, that America is with their political slash religious structure. Uh, Soleimani, they're, they're in essence, all of this is, is, is stemming from Trump's assassination of uh, Qasem Soleimani, who was the, the biggest terrorist in the world nobody had apparently ever heard of until Trump uh, authorized him. him his assassination, uh, which I am absolutely 110% support. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite images that I post on my, my uh, sub stack and also 
on my Twitch channel is a big picture of me smiling, superimposed right in front of the mullahs who were at Soleimani's funeral, openly weeping at his loss. This is a man who was responsible for at least the the deaths of at least 1,300 U.S. military servicemen and women in Iraq during the Iraq War, Uh, a direct directly responsible. Uh, They supplied the IEDs, in some cases, Direct Action Forces, Kuds Force, which were actually killing U.S. service personnel. So uh, that 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 person was the biggest terrorist nobody had ever heard of. Now, I was familiar with who he was, because if you followed the Iraq war closely, there were congressional hearings where they talked about Iran's involvement. Uh, And this was back around uh, 2011 to 2012. Uh, and that's when I first heard the name Soleimani. So understand, Iran is terribly upset because this guy was their handler. He was no, he was he was their fixer for all of their problems. He ran almost all of their militias, and he ran them uh, personally. He was a he was indispensable to Iran's operations outside of the Iranian border. Uh, and he'd been he'd set it up that way for about thirty years, thirty to forty years. And when Trump took him out, he absolutely crippled, he crippled Iran's ability to project force, and they're still not fully recovered. So I can completely understand why they're very upset at Donald Trump and Mike Pompeo, because uh, from their standpoint, uh, I I would just say this real real quick, I liken Soleimani to Rudolf Heydrich, who was the hatchet man for Adolf Hitler in the Czech Republic and in that eastern that, that eastern area of of the Nazi regime once once Czechoslovakia had been suborned to the Nazi regime during the Second World War. Heydrich was a butcher and and a mass murderer, and so was Soleimani. So uh, him him being taken out, and by the way, he was also uh, Heydrich was also assassinated by Czech partisans. Uh, so. Uh, It's clear to me that uh, Iran is still exceedingly angry about that, but that's okay. Uh, Soleimani richly deserved and earned what he got. Well, yeah, it's just interesting to me that they're not threatening anyone in the U.S. active military or active administration. In fact, uh, Biden and Obama and Kerry, they all seem to be very close with the Iranians. Uh, Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I do want to talk about the mystery of John Fetterman sponsoring bills while he's in the hospital. And people don't even know if he's conscious because we don't have any video footage of it. Talk about that mystery as soon as we get back. The world is about to shift. Banks are going cashless globally with the emergence of central bank digital currency which will bring with it programmable money and the ability to turn on or off your purchasing power based on your digital social profile. It's like the equivalent of spyware in your bank account. You need to get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, PhD, 720-605-3900. Cardio Miracle is the finest and most comprehensive nitric oxide and vitamin D supplement in the world. Made from the highest quality ingredients, Cardio Miracle is driven and backed by science and committed to your health and well-being. Get your 60-day, no-risk, money-back guarantee now at CardioMiracle.com. We are talking to Dwayne Cates about the Fetterman mystery. This is a guy who we don't know what's wrong with him, what's going on with his health. Uh, he won't go in front of a camera. His wife disappears, goes to foreign countries with the kids uh, on uh, these mystery vacations instead of by his bedside helping him. It makes you wonder, is he a vegetable? Is he? There's just so many you know, rumors swirling around. You had the uh, comment from Cardillo on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on this situation? Because he's still sponsoring bills from the uh, hospital bedside. Uh, it's clear to me from the very beginning that the wife is wearing the pants in that family. And although he had the name recognition, having been a former mayor, uh, he's also a confessed drug addict, which, d- it, again, th- this whole story 
is so bizarre. It's it's like basically a a this this whole Fetterman scenario is is a example or a cautionary tale of just how broken our political system is. It seems to me that his wife is running everything from her phone in Canada right now. She's running around with with, with the children uh, in another country as uh, Fetterman is uh, now. Now, first we heard the cover story was. He's checked himself in to the hospital because he's depressed. Now we're hearing that he may, in fact, uh, be brain dead because we're not getting any updates or anything significant from any medical professionals which have any access to him. Uh, This is making speculation run wild. But it's already clear from the day of his inauguration, his wife is basically his handler and she is uh, apparently a committed Marxist uh, from her her background and her history. So at this point, it seems clear to me that and th- this was always the strategy. They get him in. He is shunted aside. Now, whether or not he's just uh, debilitated by illness or w- w- whatever is wrong with them, because he has had several massive strokes, uh, at, at at this point, it, it, I still remember the uh, the debate where he had to see. They actually, and again, this is not a joke. They had to put a teleprompter up big behind him so he could, uh, in real time, see what was being que- the what, what was being said, what the questions were, and what his opponent's responses were before he could respond. Which is why there was such a delay. It's insane that you've got a U.S. senator who actually has cannot actually listen to the people uh, who is debilitated and now may in fact be brain dead and his wife is running uh, his Senate seat by proxy. There is a, a legal precedent for this, but if he is in fact debilitated and cannot do the job, uh, that needs to be noted, that needs to be discovered and found out, which is why it's news and why we're talking about it. If he is debilitated, they need to have a special election. And one of the reasons I think they've sequestered him and they're not allowing anyone to to get a status update on his actual condition, his actual condition, uh, is because they want to prevent that. They would rather have this state right. run by his wife, is in essence, and she is not an elected official. So we need to get to the bottom of that. Yeah, it seems like it's a, people are already demanding, people in Pennsylvania are demanding that he get on camera to prove that he's conscious. Uh, and still no answer on that. Uh, so you would think they're withholding something if, if they can't respond to those demands. Uh, however, this reminds me so much of Biden. Remember when he was running for president in 2020? And uh, he wouldn't even go in front of the cameras half the time. He was in his basement. And then he supposedly wins. And he's just stumbling around, stumbling over his words. It's like a Manchurian candidate. It's like something out of a science fiction here. Uh, but we're going to switch gears and talk about a story that caught no one by surprise. Another politician caught with child porn, the mayor out of Maryland. And uh, this is a, a mayor who was close with Pete Buttigieg and all the rest of the Democrats, of course, uh, invited to the White House. Uh, any comment on, you know, the QAnon conspiracy theorists who have said that uh, politicians are compromised by this type of blackmail? I don't know if it's a a construct where like there's actual blackmail going on. What I will say is this is like what I call the CNN effect. When people began to notice at CNN and also Disney that through their gatekeeping, in other words, they only want to hire people who are of their political bent uh, that share their politics. Isn't it weird that a lot of the people that seem to share the leftist Marxist mindset and politics turn out also to be, for lack of a better word, but it's a very descriptive and accurate word, degenerates. Um, and that is one of the unintended consequences of of gatekeeping, where you only you filter out all people that don't. If you have a disdain or contempt for traditional American American values, then you don't hire, but you don't like, or you don't want to be around. You don't want to hire and work with people that share those those particular values that you disdain. And then you end up with people like Buddha Judge and this guy Wojan or whatever his name is. Um, let me just say this: when it comes to uh, your mayor, when it comes to your city officials, when it comes to your chief of police, your, your sheriff, 
at this point in time, people seem to have lost all ability to vet candidates. And this is across the board. Uh, talking about Katie Hobbs not campaigning, and but winning somehow. Joe Biden not campaigning, winning somehow. Fetterman, oh, right there. This is the Democrat model now. They're going to run personas that are actually, there's 50 people behind Fetterman right now, I'm positive. There's 100 people behind Biden, all pulling them in all different directions. How many people are behind Katie Hobbs? We don't know. But they're running personas, the name and the face. This is a lot like FTX. This is how they do, this is just the operations these days. It's that, a front operation. Yes, a front. That wild-haired-looking little goon is not running FTX. He was the name and the legal name and face. That's all it was. He was a front. Uh, that does not explain the billions that were going to Ukraine yeah. to be laundered and kicked back to D.C. So at this point, looking at this mayor, uh, this is par for the course. This is what happens when you don't vet your candidates. And the the persuasion, as far as I'm concerned, Pete Buttigieg, the only reason that guy has a job that is wrecking America, making America much worse, looking at East Palestine specifically, uh, is, is because he's, in essence, he got the job because he was a gay mayor. That's it. That's the only qualification the guy had. And uh, he obviously got, got promoted past and his... And an avowed, an avowed <laughs> Marxist. And he said all the right things for that progressive ideology when he ran for president. Uh, speaking of Ohio, let's take a look at the latest video of Biden saying he's going to visit at some point. I've spoken with every official in Ohio, Democrat and Republican, on a continuous basis, as in Pennsylvania. I laid out a little bit in there what I think the answers are. We put them together, and we will be implementing an awful lot into the legislation here, and I will be on the There's some sort of tone deafness from the Biden administration. Uh, when there's a crisis at the border, they won't visit. When there's an, a national disaster, they won't visit. Uh, it's It makes you wonder if they don't think they can handle the tough PR that would involve uh, going there, or if they just are trying to demoralize us. Any, any thoughts? I have a thought, and that thought is uh, this. That is, as our borders are left wide open, it's it's killing thousands of us every year. Uh, the young, the 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 mother who lost her two sons to fentanyl uh, just the other day, Joe Biden, uh, in essence, disrespected her loss by laughing and saying all that stuff happened under Trump. The other guy, he's laughing about that. Everybody seems to forget that when Biden was vice president, and Obama, that that the squad and other people were pushing for. Uh, ICE and the Border Patrol to be disbanded, not just defunded, disbanded. I live on the border here in, in South Texas, and I understand how critical those are. And now that Biden is in, uh, human traffic and drug smuggling, the, 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 the gates are wide open. And, and when he's questioned uh, about, you know, do you feel responsible for this? And he just laughed at her, uh, laughed at her pain and said that, no, that happened under the other guy. I just want to remind people that they literally sandbagged Trump every step of the way with trying to secure our border. We did have the, the contrast of dichotomy is absolutely stark and apparent. So an answer, an answer to your question, not only do I believe that uh, it's not that they're unequal, to, to addressing these problem, they caused the problems deliberately. Their job is to leave the borders wide open. We're having all these mysterious uh, uh, train derailments and, and toxic spills. We're having all these mysterious fires to our food processing uh, plants. I've spoken about this. America's uh, infrastructure is under attack, and it's their job. It's their job to make sure those attacks are not interfered with. And yes, I, I, you did hear me correctly. It's their job to make sure. And that so if they are... went and visited and, and listened to the problems and started talking about solutions, this would get in the way of their true task at hand as captured uh, individuals, which is to actually cause the problems, not to fix them. So uh, but if, it's interesting. If, they can't even pretend to try to be interested in fixing the problem. If Biden visited East Palestine, he would sit there. He would not really answer their questions. 
And if you've ever seen how he smiles so smugly when the press is being cleared out of the room after not answering any other questions, he just sits there and he just grins. He'd do the same thing to the people of East Palestine, which is one of the reasons he doesn't go there, because they might overreact. Okay? His his job is not to stop these catastrophes and these 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 problems. His job is to ensure they continue. This is a punitive campaign being waged against the American people, and it's being waged from D.C. Well, very interesting. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about Trump saying he's not going to let them steal 2024. But how can we be sure of that? We'll discuss that with Dwayne as soon as we get back. Whether it's a daughter or a son looking for help and next steps for their aging parents or grandparents, or if it's just you out there that's confused as to when do you trigger certain type of services that can fit your situation. We partner with people all across the nation as to how to help fill in the gaps for our clients. So if you have a question about one of these services and when to trigger it, call Grave Care today because we have an advocate for you that can help you with your specific need. We are talking to Dwayne Cates about today's breaking news headlines. And Dwayne, I was taking a look at your Truth Social, the Truth Social of Brian Cates today, and I saw this highlighted that Trump says he's not going to let them steal 2024. And I have taken note that his platform, there are a lot of things related to election integrity in his new presidential platform. Uh, The question is, how can you stop them from stealing it before (laughs) you're in charge? Uh, and we were worried that this would happen in the midterms, and it did happen in the midterms. A lot of the midterms were stolen from us. Carrie Lake is, is still, you know, knee deep in a lawsuit related to that. So, uh, your thoughts on how Trump can prevent the 2024 steal? Uh, okay, the best explanation I can come up with is if you look in my background right here, it says "We the People." And uh, General Michael Flynn has. Uh, mentioned repeatedly that we need local action for national impact. That is the basically a, a catchphrase, local action, national impact. Why do we have mayors that are into child pornography? Why do we have uh, sheriffs that are basically Soros, George Soros creatures? Why do we have DAs that are, in essence, owned by the gangs and by uh, Soros that were put in, but they're actually uh, you know, pro, pro gang, pro criminal. And, and it's clear that they are because the only people that apparently ever get the ire of some of these Soros DAs are Americans trying to pursue traditional American, uh, uh, values. So when, when, when we're looking at what is the, the response, how is Trump going to prevent the steal in 2024? Cause oh, they'll just steal the, cause apparently it was proven in 2022 under Kerry Lake that if, if you decide you're all going to, you know, swarm the polls on uh, election day, well, then they simply set up with that resizing issue that apparently was done remotely. Uh, what, what you discover is that they'll just cheat that much harder. Okay, so uh, so how can you win? Well, the answer you, you is, mean, for example, when they all come to the polls, all of a sudden the machines don't work and you can't vote, and they tell you, "Okay, just come back another time." And uh, and and then, but Carrie Lake's uh, true. Carrie Lake's um, uh, lawsuit, which was just filed with the uh, Arizona St- uh, Supreme State Supreme Court, is addresses this, and it it addresses. So again, we have the model of twenty eighteen. Most people don't really reflect on that, but I, I watched that live happen, how they basically flipped six to eight states just just with the ballot harvesting after the fact. These they you know, the GOP candidate won and then no, hold on, we've got we, we you know, things uh, we have still we still have ballots coming in, hold on. And then the next thing you know, they flipped six to eight states and everybody sat there and just went, Well, th- th- this is terrible. How can, how can we allow this to happen? Uh twenty twenty comes by. 
2020 happens. Now we have 2022. We're learning more about how they cheat. We're learning more every every time. But but basically, the essence is uh, when when you talk to Jovan Hutton Pulitzer, he says it's like whack a mole. You discover one method of how they cheat. You try to shut that down, and all of a sudden, three more pop up. Because literally the people we have running our election system are rife with corruption. Uh, again, remember the gatekeeping uh, scenario. Uh, they only want people in, in your local government handling your elections that share a particular political philosophy. And if you don't, they will find a way to filter you out. So at this point, it's literally what we've seen with the school boards. That is going to have to be what we're going to have to do with our election systems. Now, how does uh, basically recovering from from the uh, the gatekeeping and the good old boy network and all of the Soros money? Well, that's going to take time. So how does that help us in 2024? Again, we the people. What Trump has been doing consistently since 2020, he warned us that they were going to steal 2020. He campaigned like a madman. He did everything he could constitutionally and legally to try to offset the cheat. He couldn't do it. Okay. They pushed him out. They pushed him out. They cheated. We all know it. They know it. Uh, they pushed him out. Uh, and at this point, he's coming back for round two. Okay. Round two. And this time, forewarned With is forearmed. With all the knowledge, right? Yeah, exactly. He has With, all the knowledge yes. of all the different ways, all the different players involved, oh, all the different not, methods and Not tactics. just him. Us. We have the knowledge this time. Right. And this time, uh, there were we certain things that had to We can have our cameras yes. running. We, we can know where to look and, and how to observe. Dr Dropbox parties, which got them really upset in Maricopa. Uh, but yes, there are 101 different ways that we can respond to to the climate that is uh, determined to ensure that he never gets back in the White House. His coming back to the White House, I consider an inevitability at this time. Trump is not coming back to give it the old college try and lose. He is He is going to overwhelm their cheat, just like he did in 2016. He's going to overwhelm it. And how did he overwhelm it? He, he, again, he, we, the people were, were, were the answer to the, to the cheat. They did cheat in 2016. They just didn't cheat enough and they were out of position. They were out of time. They didn't know what to do. They had to let them have it. Uh, this time there's going to be no doubt who won. I'm convinced of that. Uh, every, every aspect, if they tried another 2020 and 2024, it's simply not going to work. It's not going to work because we're not going to sit still. I'm not talking about anything violent either. We don't have to be violent. We just have to be steadfast and weather the storm of their uh, cheating BS. Right. Uh, let's talk about Arizona because there was a recent bombshell story that uh, the truth community got very excited about, the idea that Katie Hobbs was in bed with the cartels and there's this mortgage and insurance fraud, a way for all these different politicians to accept bribes. Uh, this uh, character named Thaler uh, laid it all out there, claimed that his wife was uh, implicated in these crimes. And he has a book coming out that's going to have all the evidence. Is All you have to do is buy his book. So uh, Brian did a pretty good job uh, looking into this. And Brian's pretty good at calling a spade a spade uh, when someone's uh, weaving, <laughs> weaving a story. Uh, any thoughts uh, to share about, about this story? Yes. Uh, Th the Thaler-Brager uh, issue, the report that Thaler issued, it's called the Governor's Report. Uh, I'm not sure what, what the veracity of that report is. I haven't been able to study or see it. But what I can say is uh, it's more looking more and more like Thaler is not going to pass scrutiny, that this is some sort of uh, ploy, uh, and also that he may have been allowed access to that Arizona state legislature hearing on election integrity to suck all of the oxygen out of the hearing, which was provided by other people, such as uh, Seth Kessel, Keschel and Yvonne uh, Ivan Raiklin, uh, among others that were there testifying. Um, so at this point, it looked really promising. I even included some of the Thaler or pardon me, Brager testimony in one of my recent substacks. I may have to go back and do a rewrite because at this point, I think that, okay, this could still turn out to be completely valid with regards to the mortgage scheme. But when it comes to uh, 
whether or not this this is actually something actionable. In other words, is there any there there uh, with regards to to Breger and Thaler's uh, accusations? Because we don't have the the details. We don't have the receipts at this point. They claim they have the receipts, but you have to buy the book to see them. Okay, that that doesn't sound kosher. But at the end of the day, uh, if, if this was what they say it is, then I'll be glad. If it's something else, then this was this is what I call poisoning the well on a massive scale, right. and it may have been done to harm uh, Liz Harris. Yeah, good point. That uh, this is this is a very opportune time for this story to break, and it did get a lot of traction very quickly, and but it was kind of skimpy on the evidence, and so. Uh, It's our job to look into this, but by the time we get to the bottom of it, it might be a little late. uh, So, because we'd be looking in the wrong direction, Uh, let's let's take a look at uh, Carrie Lake's lawsuit. Uh, You and Brian have been highlighting uh, Tracy Beans's uh, analysis of this. It's very frustrating to uh, be understanding that the Arizona Supreme Court and and the lower courts uh, that looked at this are so daft in their interpretation of things. And it makes you wonder if we have any hope, especially when once things get to the Supreme Court, we're not happy with the result half the time anyway. So what are your thoughts on what's unfolding with Carrie Lake's lawsuit? Okay, um, Carrie Lake's lawsuit. I'm looking for a particular, uh, let me see if I can find it. Is this it? Uh, let me see here. Give me just a second. I want to pull up a quote. Yes. Uh, in Carrie Lake's lawsuit, now this was uh, – itemized by Tracy Beans on her uh, true social account. But this is the crux of, of what uh, Carrie Lake's uh, lawsuit to the Arizona uh, Supreme Court alleges. Maricopa's chain of custody violations include the injection, that's a nice word to say cheating, of 35,563 unaccounted for ballots by Maricopa's third-party ballot processor, Runbeck Election Services, before Runbeck returned ballots to Maricopa County's tabulation and election center for tabulation. That's point one. Okay, that is a very nice way of saying basically somebody, Runbeck or whomever, uh, basically inserted 35,000 fraudulent ballots. Maricopa's failure to perform the mandated LNA testing led to tabulators rejecting ballots at nearly two-thirds of Maricopa's 223 voting centers over seven thousand times every 30 minutes which gives you an idea of the of the breadth of of the cheat and the number of of committed carry lake supporters that came out to vote for her on on election day uh the wave that was anticipated was absolutely sabotaged this uh began at 6 a.m and continued past 8 p.m seven thousand time uh errors rejections every 30 minutes uh, massive disruptions, hours-long lines, disenfranchising thousands, tens of thousands, if, if this is correct, tens of thousands of predominantly Republican voters on Election Day. So that, I wanted to look for a quote from Tracy that I thought I had it up here. Uh, let me see if it's here. Yes, here we go. This is a direct well, quote just, from Tracy. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, this is a direct quote. There's been an extraordinary amount of latitude given to those uh, entrusted with running our elections, many times literally outside of the law for fear of ruling that there was an issue with an election. People argue that the rulings that affirm allegations of fraud, even when they clearly exist, undermine the confidence in our free and fair election process. I argue the opposite of tr- is true. Allowing this extraordinary latitude and, frankly, criminality is rendering our elections useless. As has been pointed out. You know, this is what people get so frustrated about, right, is that uh, people don't have the bravery and the guts to go against uh, a given narrative. And then they think they're protecting the public somehow by doing that, when in reality they're undermining confidence. Uh, And it's it's, it's, it's an excuse. Yeah, it certainly is to to uphold the status quo because people get a lot of benefits from the status quo and the players involved. And and then, you know, if they go against it, then all of a sudden they're getting threats to their life and they have a lot to lose. Uh, so but I want to talk to you about it wasn't just Carrie Lake who, who had her election stolen. It was also Blake Masters, for example. And he reminds me of the 
the rhino in Pennsylvania, uh, uh, the uh, Hollywood doctor, who rolled over and just didn't question his election, uh, losing to Fetterman. And, and, and I've noticed a pattern here with these rhinos over the years. I mean, it's decades in the making that the role of the Republicans are to roll over and let the other side win. It's like controlled opposition. Why is it only Carrie Lake and a few people who are really, really willing to fight to the bitter end? Because they're not uniparty. That doctor, I've already, I've already forgotten, forgotten his name. Uh, oh, Dr. Oz, thank you. Dr. Oz, I'd already forgotten his name, but Dr. Uh, Oz, uh, and then looking at uh, Blake Masters, uh, there were several people back in 2020 they clearly got wrecked, uh, and they didn't complain. They just said they, they, they didn't pitch a fit. The difference between a Kerry Lake, a Mark Fincham, and an Abe Hamaday is that they are America first. They are not uniparty. Uh, people like Dr. Oz will give it the old college try, uh, hoping to make it on name recognition. And, of course, he did have Trump's endorsement. Uh, people fought that for a while, but it became clear that uh, <laughs> with the Fetterman wreck, uh, wouldn't you have rather have gone with the TV doctor? Uh, but but again, the reason for all of this is your to answer your question is there's a difference between uniparty, uh, you know, losing with honor. You know, oh, I gave it the old college try, and you you know, and it's obviously evident that they cheated. But I'm not going to pitch a, a fit about it. I'm just going to go off and ride off into the sunset because these people are already you know connected and plugged in. When it comes to people that are fighting for the country, because they see where the country's headed under this this um, this basically this this gatekeeping darkness, which is beginning to filter out all. Of, of what I call Americana, anything that makes America stronger, better, uh, gives people more individual freedoms, makes you more rugged and self-sufficient. They're going after all of that. And that is and the, and the, the two foundations of that is faith and family. And that's simple. When you yes. understand that everything these people are doing. And they can't stand it. When we, when we go to a school board meeting and we start standing up for ourselves with that kind of rugged individualism, standing up for our family, standing up for faith. Uh, then they send the helicopters uh, to intimidate yes. us. We're going to take a quick uh, break. When we come back, I want to talk to you about the Russian-Ukrainian conflict. Hey, guys. Justin here with the Satellite Phone Store. And today we're going to talk about EcoFlow's solar panel options. Designed for portable power, these foldable solar panels come with a kickstand case for easy transportation, setup, and protection. Each panel uses an MC4 universal connector for wider compatibility and makes it super useful for charging a variety of devices. And if you're interested in making a purchase or you'd like more information, please visit satellitephonestore.com or sat123.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your continued support. With everything going on right now, your rest is so important. That's why we're having the biggest MyPillow sale ever. Not only are my bed pillows as low as $19.98, but you can get the best body pillows ever. Regular $89.98, now only $29.98. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Please order now while quantities last. President Zelensky vowed on Sunday to take back Crimea. How realistic is that? The people there whom you spoke to view themselves as Russian. That's right. From those people that we spoke to, it seemed unrealistic. And Andrew, I want to show you some new picture that we filmed yesterday at the port of Sevastopol. Now, this is the closest that any U.S. news crew has got to the Russian Black Sea fleet in many, many years. What you're seeing here are President Putin's ships at that port. Why it's important is because Vladimir Putin will be determined to defend, to defend that port, to not have it taken away from him. He may well do pretty much anything to try to achieve that. And, and the reason why is because it is so strategically important to Russia. But here's the irony. Uh, the fact, since he launched that uh, invasion a year ago in Ukraine, the Ukrainians now will be determined not to have the Black Sea fleet there 
potentially threatening their uh, coast for years to come. So it is a very, very dangerous standoff that suggests that this could pan out for some time to come. It's hard to see how you reach a negotiation over that. And there in Sevastopol, Andrew, I've got to tell you, I mean, there was just military everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Uh, it is a military town. So again, when, for example, Victoria, Victoria Newland talks about, at the very least, we want Crimea to be demilitarized, I found myself standing there and wondering, how on earth does that happen? And, Kier, you know, we keep hearing that Crimea is exactly what NATO and the U.S. fear Zelensky will try to go into with long-range weapons, maybe even with those F-16s if he ever were to get them, which I don't think he will, not in the near term. They're worried that that is a tripwire for Vladimir Putin. What is your take on that? That's what they are worried about. I mean, that we're standing in the place that has uh, Jake Sullivan, for example, really worried, Andrew. And the reason why is because the idea that NATO weapons might kind of land on this, this place, uh, potentially kill Russian civilians, uh, and that that would be a, an escalation. But... By the way, this is an enormous challenge. Mark, General Mark Milley has, has made this clear. This is an enormous challenge for the Ukrainians. Here's why. Let's just give you a close-up look at that, that bridge behind me there. That's how we travelled uh, into uh, Crimea. It is open now. It is one of only two ways to get here. The other is a land bridge over to the northwest of here that is very, very much exposed. So with land forces, how do you take Crimea if you are the Ukrainians? That that's why General Mark Milley says he thinks uh, that it will be extremely difficult for the Ukrainians to push the Russians out of here. We, we have seen uh, substantial defences around this bridge behind me that is uh, President Putin's pride, of joy, pride and joy, uh, Andrea, and, and that's not surprising. But uh, as we saw in, in my piece, I mean, we also uh, know that the Ukrainians have wanted, or at least they haven't admitted it, but it's, it seems pretty likely that it was the Ukrainians that they've wanted to target uh, that bridge behind me there. Again, if you take down that bridge, how do the civilians leave? These are very, very difficult questions if we do get to the point where Crimea is uh, a, a, an objective that the Ukrainians realistically uh, can look at militarily. Well, thanks for having the patience and watching that video with me because I thought it was interesting that the mainstream media actually uh, kind of showed the Russian side of things instead of the Ukrainian side of things. I want to get your take, uh, Dwayne, because uh, we've seen recent headline of the strategic pullback of the Ukrainian troops. Uh, the Secretary of State Blinken meeting with the uh, Ministry of Defense of Russia for the first <laughs> time in a long time. Uh, you know, things are shifting here. There's there's saber-rattling, there's threats of taking Crimea, of uh, doing these various things, and yet at the same time, there's some kind of uh, pullback, which usually means retreat and surrender. So uh, what are your thoughts on where we're at right now? Reality is taking hold. Let me go ahead and reframe things away uh, in a way that will help people understand why this is looking the way it is. Uh, if you ask people how what percentage of the Russian military do you believe has been uh, uh, deployed in, in Ukraine for that, what was originally a special military operation? Most people will say 40%, 60%. It's less than 10%. It's less than 10% has been deployed into Ukraine to see everything we've seen since February of last year. Uh, where are the artillery campaigns wiping out all Russian opposition because they have the hammer of Thor with their artillery. Russians have always believed in artillery ever since the, you know, back to World War I. Uh, where's the uh, air power? Let me point this out. We, we, we were led to believe for months, okay, everything, 99.5% of all the stuff coming out from Western media about what is actually happening and, and the Russo-Ukraine war is absolute junk. It's crap. Okay, um, Ukraine has not enjoyed a single day of air superior superiority over their own country. Uh, if Russia wanted to crush Ukraine, irregardless of civilian casualties, they could do it in about a week. So why haven't they? Why aren't they? And the answer is simple. Uh, understand this. Russia had three security concerns. 
don't expand NATO to the border of the Russian Federation. Biden pushed that relentlessly. Remember, who pushed uh, Putin into reacting? It was Biden and NATO. Okay, don't do that. They did it. Uh, number two was the 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 bio labs, which every for uh, everybody saw the reversal. Talk about narrative whiplash. No, there are no uh, uh, bio labs run by the Department of Defense in Ukraine. Oh, and then and then Russia. What you know, Russia complained about this for over fifteen years, and they were completely and utterly ignored. And then when they went in, their first rea- the first reaction of the UN was, we don't need to see your evidence that there were biolabs because obviously there were not biolabs, so we can't see your evidence that you claim to have. Okay, and then, the- and then it turns out they had to admit that there were biolabs. That's number two. Number three is the Nazi militias, which have been uh, uh, raised up by the Kiev regime to terrorize and murder the people in the Donbass because people forget in 2014, when the U.S. and and basically the U.N. hijacked the the Ukrainian government, forcing out what was ostensibly a Putin puppet. Well, regardless of who that guy was, I think the Ukrainian people, the people in the Donbass, immediately said, "We have no intention of 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 staying with this Kiev regime that that, that was just installed." Okay, they voted for the other guy. Many of these people are ethnic Russian speakers. They live in, they they're Ukrainian. They live in the Donbass. But they're they're Russian speakers, and they've killed the, they murdered them up to the tune of nine to twelve thousand from 2014 to 2022 when Putin went in. So those are the three factors: the Nazi militias, which have been unleashed on the people of the Donbass, because they said, "I don't want I don't want to honor or be a part of the Kiev regime. Let's go back to Mother Russia." And they were actually voting, or they were trying to vote to secede from Ukraine. And that's what started the violence because the Kiev regime, the Kiev regimes. There's so uh, much nuance here that the average American's not aware of. They probably couldn't find Ukraine on a map before this happened. And yet everyone changed their profile to have a Ukrainian flag because of the massive propaganda push from the global corporate media and all the corporations. I mean, I can't tell you how many different websites I went to where the top of the website says we stand with Ukraine. It's like they were Uh, all told to say the same thing at the same time. I want to show this clip because this is very significant rhetoric threatening to send American sons and daughters to the slaughter. Let's take a look. The U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war. And they will have to fight because it's uh, NATO that we're talking about, and they will be dying, God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. Your, your reaction to that video, Dwayne? Um, okay, so falling back on my previous point, what you the reframing of what you're witnessing is what Ukraine has been doing, the Kiev regime, which runs Ukraine, has been fighting a holding action from day one because they simply don't have the military or they don't have the forces to offset what Russia wanted to do. Uh, Understand that about April or May of last year, Russia's special military operation was basically completed. Uh, And then the Washington DC, Biden and NATO interfered with a ongoing peace uh, negotiation or process. Would it have been a ceasefire or an actual peace? We don't know. We'll never know because it got sabotaged. Okay, so what's been going on since then is there is uh, Vladimir Zelensky saying that uh, American boys and girls, y- young people, are going to have to fight in their war against Russia. Let me just say this again. Uh, the Kiev regime is apparently being run by people that are indistinguishable from Nazis. In many cases, they are actually literally historical Nazis. There's all kinds of footage. People can go look for it and see it if they want. Uh, At this point, they're fighting a holding action while they are demanding from satellite countries. Now, there there are many different ideas or opinions as to why Ukraine is apparently the seat of the deep state's power around the world. Whatever this global transnational criminal organization is, apparently it has its headquarters in Kiev. And at this point, they are Very fighting a holding uh, action. idea because this is, this is funny that Americans didn't really know much about Ukraine. And yet when we start doing our research on it now retroactively as a retrospective, 
we start to learn things like it's the capital of child sex trafficking and, and there's all kinds of orphans that are stolen and trafficked. And of course, we've got arms trafficking. And now that America is writing blank checks and uh, sending a whole bunch of military equipment, uh, most of it's ending up on the black market or involved in bribes and so forth. So we know about the corruption. And I think we're going to find out a lot more when uh, Vladimir Putin uh, releases more intelligence on these various biolabs and so forth. We are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to ask you more about this and about the shift in the narrative, finally admitting that this was a lab leak out of Wuhan as soon as we get back. Banks are supposed to be the safest placeholders for cash in the world, but in 2022, that changed. The Federal Reserve pulled out $2.5 trillion of liquidity out of the banks, and the Fed also changed the requirements so banks don't need to keep any funds on hand. This means banks are starved for liquidity and have now become very dangerous places to hold your assets. Get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. at 720-605-3900. Here's what you missed at the last Ask the Expert. A uh, Great question. Uh, uh, but when I see the wickedness that is being uh, imposed on these children, it is heartbreaking. It is absolutely heartbreaking. You ask the questions. You participate. Next time, interact with Dr. Mark Sherwood. Ask the Expert, every Thursday night at 8.30, only on Amp Insider. Welcome to a new era of connecting patriots. Amp Insider. I asked you also back then about the investigation to COVID origins. Is the FBI in charge of the investigation of the origins of the coronavirus? Uh, we certainly have a role in looking into the origins of the coronavirus. Now there's this Department of Energy study uh, that says it's likely uh, to have come from a lab leak, although the confidence is low. It cites the FBI. What is the determination by the FBI? So, uh, as you note, Brett, uh, the FBI has for uh, quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. Let me step back for a second. You know, the FBI has folks, agents, professionals, analysts, virologists, microbiologists, etc., who focus specifically on the dangers of biological threats, which include things like novel viruses like COVID, uh, and the concerns that in the wrong hands, some bad guys, a hostile nation state, a terrorist, a criminal, the threats that those could pose. So here you're talking about a potential leak from a Chinese government-controlled lab that killed millions of Americans, and that's precisely what that capability uh, was designed for. I should add that uh, that our work related to this continues and there are not a whole lot of details i can share that aren't aren't classified i will just make the observation that the chinese government seems to me has been doing its best to try to thwart and obfuscate uh the work here the work that we're doing the work that our u.s government and, and close foreign partners are doing um and that's unfortunate for everybody well, Dwayne, I want to ask you about this tectonic shift in the narrative that is happening, because you would have been deplatformed from social media for even suggesting that this could have been a lab leak from Wuhan a couple of years ago. And now they're acting just so uh, nonchalant about this being the obvious truth. Uh, why such, such a strong shift towards an anti-Chinese rhetoric all of a sudden? Well, it's for the same reason that the press is starting to cover the what's about to happen in the Ukraine-Russo war, more honestly, because they've, they've been talking about the Russians being slaughtered for almost a year and being pushed back on their hills and all this other stuff. Now they're having to actually reframe it as Russia's about to basically crush the Kiev regime. Here, when it comes to uh, the origins of COVID, which I've been deep into that research and, and various various uh, coverages, posts on my Thunderdome substack about the origins of COVID. It, it, it is um, clear that Fauci and a man named Peter Daszak for EcoHealth Alliance embarked on a campaign, uh, especially now, now this was right after, remember, Trump actually 
proposed that it probably was a lab leak at one point. And almost a year later, that was still two, about a year and a half ago, the media actually came out. It was actually stories in our mainstream media that the reason they did not investigate or, or delve into the lab leak theory was because Trump said it was a lab leak or it could have been a lab leak. They literally stated that that was one of the reasons they never covered or investigated it. And I'm not joking. Okay, so at, at this point, now that uh, it takes about two years from us to go from tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists to being proven correct. Um, this this was uh, now what they're doing is called narrative seeding. It is preparing the framework and the ground because they're going to reframe this again. It was first framed as uh, from a wet market. And then it became it might have come from a lab to it's probably come from a lab. It's about to be solidified officially. It did come from a lab. It is a man-made pathogen, uh, but it leaked, okay? Uh, Tucker Carlson had a, a Chinese scientist on his program a, a, a year ago, two years ago, where he asked her directly, and she said yes. Now, she said yes, it was deliberately created, and it was deliberately released. And you look at the timing of, of covid I actually did my first uh, Thunderdome substack was about a defector named Dong Jingwei, who was the head of the Guanbu, which is the CCP's uh, chief spy catching uh, agency. That guy defected in February of uh, 2021, just after Joe Biden was inaugurated. He supposedly brought terabytes of data with him, which included the stu- uh, ch- Chinese uh, uh, digital or computer models of what the release of COVID would do to America and the world. That's actually an article in Red State. You can also read that on my Substack. Uh, that defector is probably the greatest defector in human history because if what is alluded to and stated in that data that he provided, the the DIA, which is the Defense Intelligence Agency, used to be yeah, headed by He didn't by provide Michael it to Biden, Biden, right? He didn't just give it to the White House or give it to the regular military Biden. or the CIA or, or what have you. He gave it to a very particular agency. Biden and Blinken, uh, remember March of 2021 when Blinken was humiliated at that chi- that Chinese-U.S. Uh, summit in Alaska? They humiliated him, they browbeat him, and then they demanded their spy catcher back, the, the defector. Blinken had no idea. The White House and Biden had no idea that that man and his daughter had defected in California. No clue. Yeah. Uh, and for we, this to be just called an incident or an accident is really getting old at this point, because one of the other timing issues is right before Chinese New Year, when all the Chinese diaspora travel from China to every country in the world, it couldn't have been a more perfect timing to seed a virus throughout the world. And so it makes you wonder how it could have possibly have been an accident, a very coincidental one timed that way. Also, remember those military games uh, in China as well and the simulation right? That there there was going to be a a virus to do exactly what happened. Uh, We've run out of time, Dwayne. We're going to put a link in the description below where we can access your Substack and connect with you on True Social. Dwayne Cates of The Soul War and Americana, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for watching AmericanMediaPeriscope.com. We are America's Patriot-only network. Get my breaking news updates at SeanMorganReport.com. God bless all you patriots. Good night and good luck.